This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate that. If you know me, one of the things that I'm known for is is to educate people against their will. It's a bad habit. I admit it. There's there's just a lot of trivia that's in my head, and I'm good at making connections between things that are seemingly unrelated. And and I just have to share. I just I just have to tell people this. And and my habit, my bad habit of educating people against their will, is often annoying to my friends and family. But you clicked on this podcast, so you're you're basically asking for it. Let me tell you a story. John Stark was born in New Hampshire in 1728. He served in the English Army during the French and Indian War as lieutenant. And when war came again, he would fight against the English during the Revolution. His first action during the Revolution came during the Battle of Bunker Hill. This was going on around Boston. The, the, the British had taken over Boston, and the American colonists were, were trying to push them out. And a group of militiamen were trying to fortify Bunker Hill, which is overlooking Boston, and, and the British realized how that would have put their ships in Boston Harbor in danger. So they began firing on the American positions once they realized that the Americans were trying to set things up, and this was before the Americans could fully create their fortifications. Well, the American officer in charge, Colonel William Prescott, called for help, and Stark, John Stark, and his men came rushing to, to the assistance, and they marched down to the base of one side of the hill and set up behind a fence, and they reinforced it with hay. And as the British advanced, trying to come up that hill, Stark's men sprung up and fired off a volley point-blank range. Ninety redcoats were killed instantly, and the rest began to run. Well, a second British regiment formed up, marched towards Stark's fence, and once again, Stark was able to drive them back. The English were eventually able to push the colonists off the hill, but in the battle, they lost 260 soldiers that were killed and 800 that were wounded. So this was a victory for the British, but it came at a big cost, and it convinced a lot of other colonists that maybe they could fight along too. And by the way, many of the casualties on the English side were officers. So Stark's heroics there at the Battle of Bunker Hill led to a commission in the Continental Army. He served with Washington at Trenton and at Princeton. He then went home to New Hampshire and was given commission of Brigadier General, leading a group of Minutemen. His soldiers, his Minutemen, were victorious again in preventing the British from raiding American supplies at Bennington, Vermont. He eventually oversaw the court-martial of British Major John Andre, who conspired with Benedict Arnold. They were trying to take over West Point. Benedict Arnold was going to give West Point to the English. It was broken up. Well, the, the British guy that was on that was conspiring with, with Benedict Arnold was tried by John Stark. General Stark's kind of a big deal up in New Hampshire during the Revolution. So it's only fitting that in 1809, 1809, a group of soldiers got together, some veterans, they got together, and 
in Bennington. These are guys who were at Bennington where the, where the British tried to take over the storehouse and the supplies, and Stark and his men drove them back, and, and they won that battle. So, so we do this, you know, still after wars today, our vets will get together and they have kind of a, you know, a, a reunion. And that's what they were doing. They were having a reunion. And they asked John Stark to join them. Well, by 1809, Stark was 81 years old, and he was too ill to travel. So instead, he sent a note, a letter. And in it, he said, live free or die. Death is not the worst of evils. Live free or die. Death is not the worst of evils. That phrase, by the way, became the state motto for New Hampshire in 1945, live free or die, the Granite State, live free or die. Stark, still kind of a big deal up in New Hampshire, given that his letter is the state's motto. All right, so why am I bringing all this up? Well, because the primaries are going on up in New Hampshire, and on the Democrat side, it looks like Bernie Sanders is going to win. New Hampshireites, whose motto is live free or die. Because again, death is not the worst of evils. The phrase is that there's, there are things that are worse than death. And among those is not living free. Living in bondage is worse than, live, than, than death, than not living at all. Well, they're voting for Bernie Sanders. And what Bernie Sanders is offering is not freedom. It's free stuff. Bernie Sanders wants free college education for anybody who wants it. Free. He wants free health care for all Americans. Free. See, he's offering free stuff. But free stuff is not free dumb. And, and too many people have confused that today. There's a difference. Why is, why is free stuff not freedom? Why is free stuff actually bondage? Well, because it turns out the free stuff isn't actually free. The professors who are teaching those college classes still have to get paid so that they can feed their family. The, the buildings still have bills that have to be paid. The, the buildings still, you have to run the air conditioning or the heater, as the case is up in New Hampshire. You have to keep the lights on. That costs money. The books, the textbooks, somebody wrote those. Whoever wrote it is going to get compensated for having written it, and then it got printed. All of that costs money. And so if, if someone is getting college for free, someone else is paying the price. And they're not paying the price voluntarily. This is going to be done through taxes. Taxes are not voluntary. Taxes are taken from you with a threat of force. And you're like, nah, nobody threatens me. Yes, they do. The government threatens you. They threaten to throw you in jail if you don't pay your taxes. So if you aren't paying for someone else's college, okay, likely someone younger than you, if you're not paying for their college, with your money, then you will go to jail. There's violence here. It's the opposite of freedom. Every dollar taken from you by the government 
is now a, a dollar that you can't spend as you choose. You don't have the right to spend that money that you made, that you earned anymore. Your freedom has been infringed. Look, John Stark was willing to fight and risk death because he didn't want to live under a government that told him what to do, how to do it, that took his money to pay for something overseas for someone else. He wanted to live free or die. Death is not the worst of evils. John Stark would believe I think socialism is worse than death. And yet the people who live in his state are voting for it today. We need to teach, especially our young people, the meaning behind the words they see around them. Live for your die. It's on the, it's on the New Hampshire quarter. When, when you see, remember they did the state quarters a couple years ago? It's on there. It's on the state model. It's on the license plates in New Hampshire. Live free or die. Our young people don't understand what those words really mean. Words have meaning. And free stuff is the opposite of freedom. Thank you for listening. If you like the podcast, please share them with your friends on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can always do so on my website, americaonpar.com. I'm Stephen Parr, and I can still see old glory flying over me. In the first light